Hey guys, welcome back. This is Richard Sachs, your host on Lost Arts Radio, and we've got an exciting show tonight. Um, it's one I've been waiting for for about five years, and hopefully we <laughs> won't wait that long for the next installment. Um, basically, you know, we have this problem, little problem going on in the U.S. and in most of the world at the moment. It's a coordinated global assault against humanity all over, and I think against all life on the planet, actually which is worth your attention. And so, really, we need to come up with something pretty quick about how we're going to turn it around. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we know where it's going. And so, one of the people I've been wanting to get input on that for quite a while is uh, our friend Chris Ann Hall. I haven't had a chance to meet her before now, but I'm one of the fans. And she's been doing work that's exemplary to attorneys everywhere and I, I've been thinking for a long time and, and human beings not just human attorneys but I've been thinking for a long time attorneys are supposed to you know just like well we're going to talk about this because any one of these little things could be a whole several hour discussion but mm-hmm. attorneys could make a great contribution to the whole uh, future of the world basically starting anywhere like in the US for example so we have a lot to talk about. It's going to be exciting. So welcome, Chris Ann, and I'm really appreciated, appreciative of all that you're doing. And I thought in the brief time that we've got, I thought, let's just do three things. At the end, I want to talk about all you're doing and how people can support you and do what you would like to see them do, mm-hmm. the ones who are up to it. And before that, I, I thought, all right, let's narrow it down to two things. We can talk about what the problem is right now. Uh, in America, which is connected to the problem in the rest of the world, and what's the solution? And if we just get, do those two details, then that should be a good start, right? And I'm being Sounds somewhat like- facetious because those are huge issues, and that <laughs> includes a few days. Yeah, several days. <laughs> I hope you got a sleeping bag and everything, so we'll be ready to go. I should have grabbed a cup of coffee. <laughs> You're right, right. Well, it's, remember this is recorded, so if you need a cup of coffee, we can stop and wait for you. Okay. <laughs> um, so if we if we come down to the most foundational level, um, you know that uh, the people who started the country now called the United States of America, which used to be united with a small U, mm-hmm. um, that was because they were running away from tyranny. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to set up a system that would prevent that from happening in the future. 
and basically protect them from inner or outer threats against their their freedom. Mm-hmm. So some things happened since then, and it's evolved to a point where we've got a global coordinated attack against humanity. I think, and you can disagree with me, but I see this as a worldwide assault on life. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Any country like America could stand up against it and start a real pandemic of freedom and consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I think your work is encouraging that to happen. Well, that's an uh, that's an encouragement to me. I mean, we are on a mission to teach people about securing their natural rights. Uh, that's the foundation upon which America was built: was natural rights. That's why the Declaration of Independence reads, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Uh, These are rights that come by the nature of our creation. They don't come from documents. They don't come from government. They don't come from a collective. And so anything contrary to that is contrary to American standard. And that's why we have to get back to teaching the standard so that we can secure it for future generations as well. You know, most people never heard of a natural right. So if they had to understand, we want to include everybody, not just the people who are already aware of everything you're saying, but the people who just stumble in and say, oh, that's interesting. What's a natural right? So what would you tell them? Well, I think that the authority of, of establishing America's foundation as a natural right is best explained by those who actually position themselves to do that. Uh, Samuel Adams explained it this way. He said, among the natural rights of the people are first life, second liberty, Mm -hmm. third property, Mm -hmm. together number four, with the right to protect and defend them in the best manner they can. Uh, These are what we call natural rights because they are derived from the first law of nature, which is a duty of self-preservation. So if you think about the most basal instinct of every living creature, and that's to survive, our duty by the nature of living is to continue living. And life, your right to your life is necessary to continue living. Your right to liberty is necessary to continue living because without liberty, you're a slave. And slave means you don't possess the right to live. Someone else possesses the power to determine whether you can live or not. Property is not that collective Marxist ideology of property that you have the right to uh, own someone else's property or someone else has the right to own all property. Uh, Property as a right is the right to do what with whatever you see fit with whatever is yours. So property being a natural right is the property that's necessary to support your life. If you don't have a right to access property, to, to own property, then how do you escape the elements to continue your life? How do you grow food to continue your life? And then the fourth being the right to defend life, liberty, and property, once again, is an individual right. You see, you have an individual right to defend your life, your liberty, your property. Because if you don't have an individual, an alienable right to defend yourself, 
then you are enslaved to whomever you're relying on to provide that service for you. Right. So those are the basic rights, the foundational rights that everybody needs. And I think one of the first questions that would come up, especially from the people who have been trained to think that government knows how far your rights should go and that for your own safety, they put the limits on it, right? Because you're only a person, you don't even have, you know, all these degrees of the experts and their wisdom and everything. So what are the real constraints that are legitimate on individual freedom? Well, it's really, to answer that question, you have to really understand that America is not built on freedom. America is built on liberty. And there is a difference between liberty and freedom. Okay. Uh, when you read what our founders wrote, wrote, for example, John Adams wrote in 1765, liberty must be at all hazards be, uh, liberty must at all hazards be supported. Uh, Samuel Adams talked about liberty. I mean, they all talk about jam. Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death. And so when I teach these fundamental foundational principles, even to young people, right, because we've Mm -hmm. been teaching all over the country. You said we've been trying to hook this show up for five years. I've actually been teaching across the country for for 11 years. Wow. Uh, For for seven of those years, we averaged before all the shutdowns, we averaged 260 meetings in over 22 states every year. So we teach young people we teach college students we teach professional groups we teach civics groups i teach legislators in session i teach sheriffs and deputies i mean we're teaching all these people when i teach them about liberty it's a simple i like to i like to present it in the manner of a simple mathematical equation because liberty and freedom are not the same thing you see freedom is the freedom to do whatever you want, regardless of how that harms or controls other people. Right. Freedom so, is so the theft r- would be included in freedom. Theft would be right. Exactly. So in a society built on freedom, I'm free to lie. I'm free to steal. I'm even free to murder. Right. 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 Yeah. But liberty is not freedom. America is not built on freedom. America is built on liberty. And this is the simple mathematical equation. Liberty equals freedom plus morality liberty is yes i recognized i am created free i am created with the freedom to choose whatever i want to do but liberty says there are some things i will not do because they're wrong and liberty what people miss is that liberty requires an element of self-governance the ability to say You know what? I'm not going to do that. And that's America was built with that element of self-governance so that we could have limited government. The less ability to self-govern, the more government is necessary to control the the lives of people so they don't harm others. The more ability to self-govern, the less government that you need. Our founders, even Jefferson said that he envisioned a day where we would become so enlightened in liberty that we would amend the Constitution to create less government than what Mm -hmm. they started with. Yeah, I can see that. Ultimately, the really well-intentioned, wise people who talk about uh, anarchy 
and they don't mean mm-hmm. riots and everything. Right. They mean enlightened self-government mm-hmm. with automatic morality constraining each person by themselves. Right. They sometimes miss the point that we're not quite there yet. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. And right. in this trans, it's not only government that is the criminal. It's a lot of individuals too mm-hmm. that are more in favor of freedom than liberty. Right. And they think if they can get away with it, they should be able to do it. Right. So you're saying that, you know, when you brought up that liberty includes the element of morality in the equation, somebody's got to define the morality. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that there would be various people who say they've got the right idea of what that should be. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, corporations are used as, as vehicles mm-hmm. to do a lot of things that are deadly to mm-hmm. lots of people and infringe on their own individual liberties and freedoms and rights and everything. But who decides that those corporations or the individuals behind them can't do that? What, what kind of a system takes care of that? Well, you know, here's, here's how this works, right? Man creates society. Yeah. Society creates government. So you create, when you come together society, you create government. It's Madison said, if men were angels, we wouldn't need government. Exactly. And if government was, if men were governed by angels, we wouldn't need checks and balances. So we recognize that there is a fallen nature, a depraved nature inherently in man. Mm -hmm. And so when our founders defined that morality... It's just simply, and I don't want to oversimplify it, but in reality, it is just that simple. It is that that your activity knows no boundaries, except that you cannot harm or control the right of another. And so the way I explain it is, if I live in an area where I have 2,000 miles all around me, My liberty bubble is huge. I can do just about anything that I want within my liberty bubble, right? But my liberty only extends until I bump into someone else's liberty. So when you live closer to people, you have a smaller liberty bubble. When you have greater area to live, you have a larger liberty bubble. And so what it is, it's under that principle Uh, The Bible calls it the love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. The secular community calls it the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right? That pretty much takes care of it, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You, You have to limit yourself. Morality is I can do whatever I want with whatever is my own as long as I don't interfere with the rights or the liberties of someone else. Okay, what if you get into the modern technological issues that add to this? For example, Mm -hmm. I'm going to invent a chemical that I can put in the soil that Mm -hmm. kills all plant life for the next million years. And I'm doing it on property that I own and control. Mm -hmm. Is that part of legitimate liberty? No, it's not. Because liberty requires stewardship. Liberty understands, yes, I own property. But in reality, I'm not 
an eternal owner of that property. I'm a stewardship owner of that property. Liberty requires that I not only use that property, but I prepare it in a prospering way for future generations. You could actually take it even if you don't want to in a simpler aspect, right? Uh What if you put those chemicals on your property and they leach into the waterway? Uh, Is that your responsibility? It absolutely is. And the way I teach, because I'm a professor at the River School of government in Tampa and we teach these classes the fundamentals of liberty the foundation the origin of liberty what is the limit of your liberty and I say okay fine what you have if you want to take from a from a very temporal perspective not from an eternal perspective because I'll tell you that you have an obligation to your eternity to your future generations yeah Um, let me explain it to you this way if you want to talk about the stewardship for future generations Samuel Adams said this When we tamely suffer a lawless attack upon our liberty, we encourage it and we involve others in our doom. He said it's a serious consideration that should weigh every on our hearts that ages and millions yet unborn will be the miserable sharers of our experience. So liberty, a liberty mentality, is a future-looking mentality as well. So you don't bump into the liberty of the future. But take it from a temporal, right, an immediate situation. Okay. I have land that comes again uh, that that is bordered. Border of my property line is a stream. Okay. I have the right to do whatever I want with whatever is my own with the limit of liberty that I cannot harm or control the right of another. That liberty self-governance requires that I don't dump my trash into the river because now that river is flowing down to my neighbor who owns that part of the river. I am now harming his liberty, his property ownership. And so if you just take it from that fluid flow kind of perspective, my liberty stops the minute I hurt somebody else's. And that requires stewardship. Conservation is a liberty concept because it's a legitimate constraint on freedom that should be self-imposed right that's right should be self-imposed and if it's not that's another issue right if it's not then you have government right so the purpose of government is to promote good and to punish evil so that's kind of where we mess up today we think laws are established to stop people from doing bad things. Yeah. But laws don't stop crimes. Right. Everybody who works in the criminal justice system knows that if laws stopped crimes, America would be a crime-free place because we got way too many laws, right? Yes. The criminal justice system is not established to stop people from doing bad things. The criminal justice system is established to punish people who are not self-governing. So if I am now destroying somebody else, then we punish people for that activity. With That's a not regulating idea that The idea is that the punishment is there because it's going to stop it from continuing, right? Well, the punishment is there to compensate for the lack of self-governance, that somebody will weigh out the cost-benefit analysis, right? That, you know, maybe I don't have the moral constraint, but I'd rather not do that because I don't want the punishment. It won't stop the crime because there are people who don't care about punishment. You know, they're, right. they're 
Right. But it's supposed to be a deterrent for me. Yes, it's supposed to be a deterrent. And other people who are observing it. Right. But the government, what I'm trying to say, and, and I don't know if I'm doing it well, government is there to punish, not to issue positive constraints. To, to tell people you have to get a permit to do this or you have to pay a fee to do this. No, that's not the purpose of government. Purpose of government is to say, if you do this to the harm of others, we're going to punish you for harming. We're not going to make you seek permission to do with what yours, with whatever is yours. Right. That's not the role of government. There's also an element of restitution, right? That yes, it's, absolutely. It's not, not just a punishment, but you're supposed right. to try to help fix what you broke absolutely absolutely but when governments begins to be proactive and starts making people pay uh and get permits and pay fees to do things on their land which would otherwise be okay now you have an improper role of government in reality you have government taking your land because if you don't have the right to do what with yours, whatever mm-hmm. is yours, to the constraint of self-governance, right. to, you know, on your own, right. uh, then you don't own your property. Well, so you're talking about government, certainly at this point, not just federal. Right. Because local governments do the same thing, right? Absolutely. Federal and local. If government is making property constraints within the realm of do what is your with do on your property with what is yours Mm -hmm. then what you're actually saying is you don't own your property government does if you have to seek permission from government to do something on your land you don't own that land because ownership is dominion ownership is dominion and control to the exclusion of everybody else So if you don't have exclusive rights to do on your property within the realm of self-governance, respecting the liberty and the property of others, Mm -hmm. you make those choices. You are an indentured servant to whomever you're asking permission to use your land. So with that concept, a lot of things to bring it into line with that would have to change. Absolutely. I mean, for example, the little issue of property tax. Oh, absolutely. I mean... There, there can't be any property tax with what you just said. That's absolutely right. That would have to totally go away. Right. Property taxes are not in the concept of liberty. Uh, what is in the concept of liberty would be a consumption tax. So, obviously, if you live together in a community, you come together, you pay taxes to create and maintain your roads, to maintain your trash, to provide water, and that sort of thing. Right. Well, if you're going to do that as a society, it has to be done voluntarily, which is done through consumption taxes, which means then that you pay, you choose to buy things. That's like what you call a sales tax, right? Yeah. When you choose to buy them, you pay the sales tax, which goes into the community to provide for these things. Right. You also have to understand that, you know, basic economic intelligence there is no such thing as free stuff. So whatever you expect from society at no cost is got the money has to come from somewhere. So if you want to have firefighters and you you know you want to have something beyond a volunteer fire department, right? Then the people in society will either have to admit and voluntarily submit 
to a form of taxation or they will have to agree that if they call on the firefighters to come help them, they're going to have to pay them. And then there's the issue that some people can't afford it. Well, and then if that's the case, then the society, the local government, has to voluntarily come into an agreement. Or better yet, charity remain a private thing. Right, right. So that the church, who is commanded by their God to be in charity... Mm-hmm. If you are a Christian, the Bible never commands government to engage in charity. If you're a Christian, the Bible commands you to engage in charity. As a matter of fact, to cheerfully engage in charity. That's so a tithing, if you have tithing aspect, right? Tithing and offerings. Yeah, so there are two yeah. different things. Tithing is standard. Offering is above that. So you have the tithe and offering standard there to provide for those who cannot provide for themselves. But then you also have this distinction now. You're not just providing people who don't want to provide for themselves, who are choosing and making bad choices to not provide for themselves. You teach people to fish. You don't continually provide them with fish. And so you have a mechanism in society where the private people come together and they say, okay, well, we'll help people pay for their fire service will help people pay for their police service but the money has to come from somewhere because you can't demand that fire for fire work firefighters work at no cost right. or you can't demand that police that work or doctors work at no cost because then that's slavery well and they'll all just disappear all right <laughs> And then the issue of technology comes up a lot. I'm, I'm looking at the things we would have to change to get back in line with what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. An example is elimination of all property tax mm-hmm. and a lot of other things. But also there's the issue now of technology because we talked about if I want to invent a chemical to poison the soil that I live on, even if it's within the borders of my property and I don't have a stream, it's like a human body. It's all connected. So I'm actually poisoning other land, too, indirectly. Mm-hmm. So I can, that's not a legitimate part of liberty. But if I no, s- you would punish people for that. You would create a crime. There, there, mm-hmm. Within the criminal justice system, right. there would be a crime with a, a proper punishment for that kind of, of uh, what, what am I trying to say here, the, the kind of uh, contamination of that land. And then you also have the the mechanism of restitution. So there would be a criminal charge. There'd be civil restitution. There'd be civil damages. I mean, there's so many realms in which that takes place. You you can't really stop someone from inventing something. That is not the proper role of government. But if somebody uses something to harm or control the right of another, then the proper role of government comes in and you punish them for that and you create a way of restitution. All these elements fit together like education. Mm -hmm. Because right now people are being educated to think that anti-life technologies are normal and good. Mm -hmm. For example, if I invent a technology that is supposed to enhance wireless communication, And to help that, I put up satellites all over the world Mm -hmm. to radiate every part of the surface. You know, they call it 5G, but it can go beyond that, Mm -hmm. too. Um, That would be similar to what you're just talking about, right? Except I'm doing it for the whole world. 
Right, right. And the the, situ- the the remedy in that is that the people who are damaged would have a criminal and civil remedy against those who are creating the harm. Okay. The problem that we have, again, is in the fact that we, we are operating outside the realm of due process. We are operating outside the control of limited government. And what complicates these situations is, is, you know, for example, the pharmaceutical companies who the the government, our legislators, actually create legislation to shield them from 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 accountability, from criminal actions. The the interesting thing is, I don't want to get you know too too legalese, too you know wonky on you, but yeah, no, it's good. The regulations that create like. The Environmental Protection Agency, OSHA, you know, all of these regulatory agencies exist not to prevent people from or even to create punishments for people who do wrong. You see, because every violation that is a fine within a regulatory agency, Mm -hmm. that activity is already covered in criminal law. We don't need administrative law branches we don't need regulatory agencies what we need to do is enforce the crimes that are on the books right. the problem is that we have a society where politicians try to shield the the those who own the big corporations by creating uh, uh you know not and not prosecuting them so you have you have corruption at the local government level who won't prosecute the corporate CEO mm-hmm. because of all the money that comes in, but the people are still wronged, and they right. go to their legislators and they say, this this boss man is operating our business in such a negligent way that people are slipping and falling in the meat grinders, mm-hmm. and they're not being charged with the crimes, come to our rescue. And so legislators do what legislators do. They create laws, they create like re- regulations. Right. So if we actually prosecuted business owners for negligent manslaughter, for uh, murder, right, for... Right. Uh, bodily, great bodily harm, which are actual crimes, if we prosecuted them, there would be no need for any regulatory community at all. And at the federal level, it's actually illegal because of the specific nature of the Constitution. Absolutely. For almost any of those agencies to even exist. Yeah. Well, the majority of those agencies, the majority, 95%, and you look, there are hundreds of them. Yeah. People don't have any idea how many agents, executive agencies there are. So I'm trying to be conservative and saying 95% are completely and totally unconstitutional within the state. Right. Now, you can have a U.S. FDA. You can have a U.S. EPA. But their only jurisdiction is Washington, D.C., federal right. land, and territories. Which, by the way, federal land is also way bigger than it's supposed to be. So you're talking about jurisdiction of the federal government, which is forts, ports, magazines, and the buildings necessary to operate those. When a state concedes that they can be paid for that land. So 
The federal government has to say, we'd like to have this for our Fort Port magazine and build buildings Mm. on it. And Mm -hmm. the state has to say, okay, this is what you have to pay us to have it. There is no authorization for national parks and national reserves and national monuments. And Bureau of Land Management, right? No. Because they own like 40% of the real estate in the country now. Yeah, there's no authorization for the federal government to own land, period. If they own land, it's a territory. And it's only temporary. We're not supposed to be... uh, We're not supposed to be an empire that owns other people. Right. All all of the territories that America manages today, Mm -hmm. that's completely outside the concept of American Constitutional Republic. If we were to have a territory, it was temporary while that territory established a local state government and then petitioned to become a state. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Once the local government is established and they petition to be a state, if they're accepted as a state, then the federal government has absolutely no more authority on that land, period. Right, because the new state takes the position of the original 13 states right, exactly. in being superior to the federal government. Exactly, exactly. They become an independent, sovereign government. Yeah. If a territory establishes its own government, petitions, and is not accepted, then they become an independent, sovereign country. Right. We're not supposed to have generations of territorial ownership. That's not who we are. As a matter of fact, that's who we said we were going to separate from. Right, right. And all these things that are unconstitutional, that are just being left as they are and not being stopped. I guess the first question that comes up, if if you were going to actually think of fixing any of that stuff, Mm -hmm. what are the penalties for violating the Constitution and where are they? Well... The penalties at the state level are established by state constitution. The penalties at the federal level are established by the federal constitution. There's impeachment. Um, the impeachment is the main penalty, right? But I mean, like but, the, for the penalty for having an unconstitutional agency. Right. Well, the penalty for having an unconstitutional agency has to come from the people. The penalty for an unconstitutional agency is noncompliance. That's the penalty. And then the people have to be active in their government to remove those from office who will establish unconstitutional. You see, the Constitution is not an active document. It's a piece of paper with ink on it. It establishes the boundaries, but it's inherent upon the people and the states on the, you know, to, to keep in the federal government in check. Yeah. So the, the penalty for an unconstitutional agency is the states refusing to submit to that authority, okay, declaring so, no jurisdiction. So as an example, take Bureau of Land <clears throat> Management. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big one, actually. Mm-hmm. That says that the federal government owns, I'm probably not exactly right, but something like 40% of the country, the real mm-hmm. estate. Um, and you want to fix that, ideally. And you're saying the way to fix it is state by state. Mm-hmm. saying that they don't recognize the authority. Mm-hmm. And that would have to be implemented probably by sheriffs, I would imagine. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have this giant, supposedly federally owned land, mm-hmm. and the sheriffs would have to prevent access to it by mm-hmm. unauthorized personnel who claim they own it. Right. And then the state would 
what would the state do with it at that point? Well, the state could maintain it. The state could allow the citizens to to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have to come up as a state with, with what to do with that land. Maybe you wanted to have it as a preserve. Right. The state says we want to have this as a as a preservation for a park or of our resources, then that's fine. Yeah. But then it has to be done at the state level, not at the federal level. Right. And the that would state have to retains happen. the authority to do that. So that would have to happen in 50 different jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that would be up to the people with some kind of a referendum or something right. like that, right? Right. It would, have to, it would have to come through the legitimacy of, of the laws through the state constitution, however the state constitution describes that. But yeah, these the, things are happening, just not like on a statewide level. You right. have uh, Brad Rogers, who was the sheriff of Elkhart, Indiana, kicked the USDA and the FDA out of his county. Right. You have Marty Gleave, who is in Piot County, Utah, who te- told the Federal Forestry Service, "You're not going to tell us how to di- You're not going to tell us how to maintain our land." You and the BLM, you guys can go take a flying leap. You and the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, you can take a leap. He says, I'll deputize everybody in my county if I have to, but you're not going to do this anymore. Right. You have uh, Sheriff Hamilton in, um, I can't remember the county now, in in uh, um, uh, New Mexico, who in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, uh, deputized an entire church body to keep the governor from shutting the church down during COVID. So these things are happening. You have the sheriff of Chavez County, New Mexico, Mike Harrington, who told the governor, there is no one in this state that's going to shut down any of my businesses, not the state police, not any of your regulatory agencies, no one. I am the I am." The authority in this county, and because I have this authority, I have a direct and important loyalty to the rights of the people in the Constitution of New Mexico. And in that, I'm not going to let you shut down our businesses. And so these things are happening across America, but you don't get to see them in the media because that kind of stuff the media doesn't entertain. You know, the people actually controlling government the way it's supposed to be controlled. That's, that in itself is a really interesting issue that touches on almost everything else about the mm-hmm. media. Because the media is kind of protected by the First Amendment, right? Well, the media, all not just the media, everyone is protected. Okay? Everyone, the, the, the Constitution of the United States, the First Amendment establishes that we all have a natural right to freedom of speech and freedom of press. Right. Freedom of press is not called press because it's for journalists. Freedom of press is about the printing press, which is the right to disseminate your ideas, your conscience, and whatever medium is available to you. Right. So this is not something that's reserved to the press. But remember, it's a liberty. It's not a freedom. Exactly. So even yeah. the press should be held accountable when what they do is harming or controlling the right of another. It, right now, it's threatening the survival of the country. Well, and they should be held accountable, right? If Here's the thing. If I, as an individual, went around telling everybody to drink this magic liquid, and this magic liquid would cure every ailment that you have, mm-hmm. and I'm promoting this and I'm promoting this, I'm never telling anybody that there's a risk. 
I'm never telling anybody that I know it will harm people, but I just tell them they have to do that, right? Right. From the criminal justice system, I am liable for that damage that happens to other people, but for my endorsement, these people would not be doing that. The but for means I'm liable for any harm that comes to them. The press would be liable. This is not a freedom of speech thing. It is a liability thing, but for their endorsement of a product, these people would not be harmed. Right. And so that's where due process comes in, right? So then you have to bring a civil suit or a criminal suit. You bring them to trial. You bring the evidence. And then the jury decides, did they do this knowingly with an, you know, and recklessly? Yes, then they're liable for this harm. Did they not do it knowingly and recklessly? Did they do it because they were actually doing, saying good for people? Then it's covered under freedom of speech. Okay, so then you look at the situation that we're in now, which in many ways, especially with what they're calling the pandemic, and I'm taking the liberty to talk about this because Mm -hmm. if we don't, that's not going to lead to good results. Right. And right now, with respect to that and other things, they're doing so much harm, Mm -hmm. and they have been for a while in various Mm -hmm. ways, and they're not getting shut down for it, and it's Mm -hmm. not going to court or anything like that because there's this massive complex supporting it. Mm-hmm. So practically speaking, on the level that you're talking about, how does that get changed? Well, what you're talking about is a system that's broken, right? That's we, right. We have this problem because we're not following the standard. We have yeah. this problem because we're not following the rules of government established in the Constitution. And that includes the court system and all. And the court system, right. And when you, you know, we we have an online educational program called LibertyFirstSociety.com. Okay. And when you're a member of Liberty First Society, the first courses that you, we are recommending that you take are the origin of liberty and the history of the Constitution. And you learn that there are certain things that people in power have always done. There are certain tendencies in government that have always happened. And the corruption of the court system has always been one of the first things that is corrupted. So Uh when you say, and the court system, what we really should say, the court system and then everything else, right? Because that's how that works, right? Just saying. And and here, let me me explain to you again, and, and this, I know I have a tendency to speak this way, but... But this wisdom of our founders is, you know, because I don't want people to say, look at what Chris Ann Hall, because then you get right. that whole vetted, oh, who's she? What's her credentials, exactly. right? Yeah. So we're not going to do this cult of authority thing with Chris Ann, but we're going right. to lay the foundation as relevant to those who actually formed America. And Samuel Adams said this. No people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued. When knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. That explains a lot of what's happening right now. He said, on the contrary, when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, that's their inability to self-govern. He said, they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. And if they have foreign invaders in addition, then it's even faster. Well, we wouldn't have foreign invaders. If we hadn't become universally ignorant. Exactly. So So the answer to your question is not the answer that people want. And unfortunately, I can't change it. The answer to your question is how do we of, of how do you fix this has to begin with education. 
I totally which requires agree. a personal responsibility. That's that's obviously agreed to by the people that are taking over because mm-hmm. they have a fake education system to make sure that doesn't happen. Absolutely. The Marxist education system that we have established in America today that began in the mid-1800s, mm-hmm. that's when the Marxists began taking over our education system in the mid-1800s, yeah. proves that education is the key. It proves it. Yeah. Exactly. So not only do we not have the needed education on a big scale, but we have an anti-education. Right. So the more school you go to, the less common sense and ability to think that you have. Exactly. And that's by design. If you look, I have on my website, chrisannhall.com, I have an article, Stolen Education, Stolen Children, Stolen Future. Right. And in that article, I give the timeline of the Marxist takeover and of our education system as researched and identified by Charlotte Iserbit, who was the education advisor for the Reagan administration. Right. And so in this timeline, you see the actual stated purpose of the American education system is not to educate. It's a, it's, it's a psychological laboratory. Right. That's that's the purpose of our education system was to be a psychological laboratory to study human behavior. You have sources for that on your website. Absolutely. There are sources of that on on in that article and to create. And this is this is a paraphrase of the quote. The quote itself is in the article, but I can't remember right now the exact wording. Okay. the the purpose stated by those who were creating the Board of Education was to create a docile obedient society that will yield to I think what they said to our molding hands. So it's That's been very the successful. Of the public education it's system. been very successful. Absolutely. And when people talk today about the American education system is failing, the yeah. minute you find someone that says the American education system is failing, it has failed. You have found someone who doesn't understand what the American education system was built to do. All these systems are working too well. They're, they're doing exactly what they were designed to do. Yeah. Exactly. Same The problem thing is we've become ignorant, and we'd rather find a political savior. We'd l- right. rather look to find somebody we can elect to fix all our problems with the magic wand of a pen yes. or a vote than to take on the personal responsibility that's absolutely necessary in a liberty-founded society to self-govern and education and self-governing. So if... If there, this is what I call sometimes the issue of consciousness test mm-hmm. that we're in right now. Either we become conscious, in which case fixing things flows from that, mm-hmm. or we stay ignorant zombies, mm-hmm. and no matter who we elect and what we do, it just keeps going the way it's going. And it gets so, worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. But here's the yeah. thing. History has periods where we do that. The good, the, the the inevitability. What would Jefferson would call a self-evident truth, is that eventually the people will get to the point where they so can't tolerate it stretch anymore. Stretch a rubber band, right? And you, yeah. If it's strong, when it always comes back. And the so, people always come back because liberty is an inherent gift, right? And at some point in time, the oppression becomes so great that there is a an awakening that happens in yeah, I, in a yeah. person in society, and they start pushing right. back. So the advantage of doing that sooner yeah. is that you don't have to go through the unpleasantness that happens if it goes further in the negative direction. Well, the advantage of doing it sooner is the cost of, of correction is less. See, if right. we do it now, 
we can correct this with peaceful noncompliance. It won't cost okay. a lot. But the longer we wait, the inevitability that we will have to stand when we have no choice and we have no no chance of, you know, we, we have less chance of victory, right. that's when it costs life and blood and generations. Yeah. We have the, we have the opportunity now to engage in peaceful noncompliance where we can do it without the cost of human life in correction. So but why if we did... wait too long, you will pay. You will you will fight when there is no hope because y- you would rather die than be a slave. At least some percentage would do that. Right, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So in the American Revolutionary time, since it got to the fe- the point where they had to do it by, you know, physical mm-hmm. fighting, why did it have to get to that at that time rather well, than peaceful noncompliance at, at, you know at then well i think the first fatal flaw is that they didn't they had a monarchy they did right? yeah. yeah yeah so th- even though they had a limited monarchy a government that had been built uh, that their lim- they designed a limited monarchy in 1014 this is part of what we cover in the history of the Constitution class that I have at LibertyFirstSociety.com. Talking about the Magna Carta principles and stuff like that? Well, no, this is before that. So in beginning in 1014, uh, before it was England, it was just the the Anglo-Saxon people, uh, they decided that they were going to to choose a king to govern them uh, under limited government principles. Uh, his name was Ethelred, and they told Ethelred, we'll let you be our king, we'll choose you to be our king, but you have to understand there's a separation of power that's now going to exist. Your only job as king is going to be foreign affairs and helping us organize for our defense against attacking foreign affairs. Right. You will agree to leave the people alone to govern themselves locally in their shires. So the king's authority under the Ethelred Agreement was foreign, not domestic. And so they created this limited monarchy where the, where the king was actually limited in his authority by the will of the people. And that's the beginning of our evolution to our constitutional republic. And so that was being looked at by the American founders as one of absolutely. the things they drew from, right? Absolutely. And what kind of a structure did they set up for domestic affairs in that situation? Well, our founders took the Ethelred Agreement and created the very platform for our constitutional republic. No, I mean in Pre- 10, whatever it was. What, oh, what well, their they, local government were, sh- were shires. So that was like everything made up of counties, basically? Everything was just counties, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So they had the county government, they had the local government, they had, you know, everybody governed locally. So each shire was an independent government. But that's the that- same platform that we created in America. The federal government's job mm. is foreign affairs, and the states were to be left alone to govern themselves. They forgot about the foreign affairs thing. Yeah. And, and e- even the foreign affairs they're doing is like, what country do we invade and occupy? Right, right. And steal, yeah. And steal yeah. From. yeah, the preamble says common defense, not offense. So, yeah, they mm-hmm. figured as long as they call it the Defense Department, which was yeah. originally the War Department, right? Yeah, right, the War Department. Then everybody would think, oh, defense, that must be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's fine. So, if, so if what we have are generations, you know, of, of English people who start now writing contracts with their government, compacts, constitutions with their government, 
The first written one is 1100. Okay. Uh, by the time we get to our independence, you know, we have five written constitutional compacts with the English government, which establish the role of government to secure the rights of the people and the limited nature of government not to invade on the rights of the people. Mm -hmm. But the recurring problem always was we have a king. And so the only way you control a king is to chop off his head. So you have to have rebellion in order to control a king. And it keeps going back to that over and over again, doesn't it? Absolutely. They did it over and over again. Each time they stood for liberty against their king, they actually secured greater control over government, secured greater rights for the people, but they always went back to the king, and you just can't control kings. Why does it fall apart like that? Why does it keep having to go through that cycle? Well, because a king is not a representative government, and government only exists in its proper limited aspect when there is a constant peaceful control of government right but i'm saying if they know that about constantly doing that if they know that about the king why do they keep going back to a king uh well because we're slow learners i guess so yeah i mean you know we're just i mean think about it ask the audience so i don't you know ask you directly sure how many people are willing to to admit that they've made the same stupid mistake more than once in their life yeah i I think when what really helped me to start learning is realizing how i had been completely you know crazy in so many ways Mm -hmm. and not known what was really going on and as soon as i said there's no ego to it nothing to defend it's just show me i'm wrong that's great mm -hmm. because i'm closer to what's right Well, and a really good friend of mine, I mean, it's just like Captain Obvious thing, but the people don't know what they don't know, right? And if all they've known is kings, then they keep trying to improve the king situation that they're in. But see, this is the brilliance of what the American founders did. They actually looked back over that 700 years and they recognized the single repeating factor. Here they are rebelling. Here they are creating greater contracts, securing greater liberty for the people, creating smaller governments, and it always ends up the same way. So what's the common denominator here? Well, it's the king. Well, if we're going to secure liberty for the people, then we can't have kings anymore. And so I mean, it was right there. They, they even they offered that position to George Washington too. Yeah. I mean, that's how close we were. So, yeah. okay. So, I think what I've been trying to get at here is the only reason for any of this learning, studying, talking about it is to implement solutions. Mm-hmm. I can't think of another reason to do it other than just entertainment, which doesn't really change things. So if we had conscious people now, which you're actually working on with the educational projects, and you'll have to come back, I hope, for another episode (laughs) to really get into the detail of what this means. But just as a 30-second overview, what would conscious people do right now in the situation we're in? Well, obviously, education is the first is is the is not just simply the beginning; it's the middle and the end. Okay. So you must continue to educate, and you must continue to educate generations. You know, you can't just be satisfied. Oh, I got the smarts; we're done. You've got to right, keep right. educating, right? Right. And then the solution has to begin at the state and local level. You have to work to establish liberty 
minded, constitutionally obedient government at the local level where you have the most control. Because if you're totally honest, you have more control over your county commission than you do your U.S. House rep. You have more control over your state legislators than your U.S. senator. You have more control over your sheriff than the U.S. attorney general and more control over your governor than the president of the United States. And if the the answer to any of those questions are no, then here's the problem. You've lost control. Right. Which is where it is now. Yeah. So you have to work from the most local level that you need, right? Even if that means beginning with your homeowners association, if you are cursed with one of those. So you start there and you build out this way because here's what happens. When you start local, then you inevitably train others and show others through experience the benefit of liberty-minded, constitutionally obedient government. So then you you bring more into your educational folds. They see the benefits of it. And so then it grows. You start county, you start city, then county, then district, then state. And then once you have a constitutionally minded and, and or a liberty minded, constitutionally obedient state government, right. then in reality, you don't really even care what the federal government's doing because your governor, your sheriff, your legislators, you're not going to let them as. Uh, exercise unconstitutional authority in your state. Right. But then you have an example to the rest of the country what in a constitutional state is supposed to be, and you can yeah. start controlling the federal government. And there. it can spread, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and one of the things we'll talk about next time is, you know, people t- say over and over again, this is not a democracy. You hear so many people say, we have to save our democracy, and it's mm-hmm. a constitutional republic, but the government, which is the subject of the Constitutional Republic, is below the states, which is below the uh, counties, which is below the people. Mm-hmm. And that sound, that's sounding more and more like an enlightened form of democracy, ultimately. Yeah, right. yeah well, we, we, have to belie- we have to understand that, as the Declaration of Independence does, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just power from the consent of the governed. Right. Government is the creation of people people are not the creation of government which means people are always superior in power to government and our rights don't come from government they come by the nature of our creation so you know we teach all of this at libertyfirstsociety.com we have an activism boot camp we have dozens of classes that teach all of this from an educational but also a solution-oriented perspective Exactly. So the websites that people need to know about, libertyfirstsociety.com, chrisannhall.com. And if they study those sites, everything is there, right? Right, exactly. They can even access uh, our movie, Noncompliant. Yes, that's a great movie. We should mention that. Noncompliant.com, is that where that is? Yes. Mm -hmm. And there's there's no cost. It's a nonprofit movie. So if anybody, we're actually working on Noncompliant 2, so if anybody wants, you know, I mean, we're coming towards the end of the year. If you need to make a, a donation, you know, for a tax write-off, if that's right. something you're looking for, or if you're just a charitably-minded person and you don't care about the IRS, yeah, um, we are a nonprofit, and we provide these things to people at no cost because this is our mission. Uh, so everything that we do is based off donations of people that believe in what we're doing. Where do they go to donate? So if you want a tax, 
you know, if you want a tax benefit, mm-hmm. then you donate at noncompliantmovie.com. Noncompliant movie. Is that where they watch the movie also? It's where you watch the movie also. Okay. Okay, great. Well, obviously, we just scratched the surface. <laughs> and uh, when you have time, we'll go into more detail. And I'm um, looking forward to that. But uh, what you've said is enough to build on. Well, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for being here. Hold on, and we'll say goodbye in the break. So there goes Chris Ann Hall, you guys. I hope you got a lot out of what she had to say. And basically, she's saying that we have, you know, some serious issues that need to be fixed, and it would be good to fix them sooner rather than later so that the cost of fixing them in not just money but in experience would not be so steep. And remember her website? She's got a great point that education is at the key of it because there's no system of government or anything else that's going to fix it with unconscious people. And she's working on educational programs right now. And she mentioned her website for that, which I wrote down. It's libertyfirstsociety.com and her other site, chrisannhall.com and the movie, which I can tell you is a great video and it's at a good price, which is free. And that's noncompliant movie, noncompliant movie.com. Um, excellent film. And it's basically trying to inter- in interest the american public but everybody else in other countries too to educate themselves about what's really happening about what their abilities are what they can actually do and her point is work primarily at the local level where you can encounter the people face to face and work directly with local representatives and people in the city or the county uh, governments and obviously school boards, which have been a big issue lately, and have an impact there. And then the people who want to and are oriented towards working at the state and federal levels can keep doing that too. So I think it would be really worth going to her uh, libertyforsociety.com and doing as much in their educational program as possible. Uh, I'm going to do that myself. I really want to learn everything that she's got to say about constitutional law and all the other aspects that she mentioned. So maybe you can do that with me if you want to. And remember, uh, this is our Sunday show. We've got a Saturday show called Lost Arts Radio Live. Um, current events related. It's really, uh, we cover all kinds of topics on that and are still on a lot of platforms and you can see which ones that we're still on have not been censored from by going to lostartsradio.com, the main website, lostartsradio.com. And then after that Saturday afternoon, us time, uh, lost arts radio live show, there's a meeting of the people that are wanting to go into deeper levels of it and work with their own situations. And that's planetary healing club.com. And that's the access point to that private meeting that's not censored. And Doug and I are there live every week. And we get into some really interesting issues, including, we, you know, the whole thing started with a focus on the suppressed net heal, information on natural healing, which is still available. It's just uh, the government tries to silence it wherever they can natural ways to deal with all kinds of physical conditions but then we get into other issues connected to that which have to do with consciousness and attitude and awareness and development of the abilities that we all have that we forgot about a long time ago by which we could help take back the natural state that the world should be in 
uh, of the kind of liberty that Chris Ann was talking about. I think it's not too late. It's still possible. But it starts not only locally, but in yourself. Rather than seeing the, the, uh, the faults of everybody else and trying to convince them to change, you change, you know, which has to start by acknowledging and, and becoming aware of where you could do better yourself. And then that spreads automatically. So there's a lot to talk about with that. That's planetaryhealingclub.com. And uh, stay in touch with us at lostartsradio.com. That'll show what sites we're still on. And you can help us get by the censorship and the shadow banning and all kinds of suppression by sharing the links, which would be greatly appreciated. And going to the donate button also at lostartsradio.com to help us stay on the air if you want to do that. And there's a subscribe star link there too, subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. Those things help us keep going because we're not doing commercials right now and haven't up to this point. We're trying to do it without that. So if I recommend a product or somebody to you, it's because I really think it's good. And I've probably had experience with it myself. And, you know, it doesn't mean we we don't want to ever take a sponsor because if one comes up that looks completely clean with no strings or anything and I can get rid of them the minute I see them doing something not good, we may do something like that in the future. But right now it's just your donations and uh, small dues and Planetary Healing Club that help us keep going. So I think that's about it. Um, watch the Sunday shows for our main guest shows and the Saturday afternoon shows for the current events and stay in touch. There's contact forms, um, questions, comments, suggestions for other shows. You're welcome to communicate with us anytime you want. And the main bottom line message being take care of yourself. Um, don't fall for the fake you know, health direction that things are being taken in in the direction of more and more drugs, oral and injected and all kinds of stuff that's invasive and actually hurts you and leads to more problems. Learn the real stuff that's being hidden. And the same goes with technology and energy and all those things. They all have life-friendly alternatives that work really well and are already proven. And they're just being hidden right now. So we need to bring those out in the open and... There's some changing that needs to be done, and it really comes from you. So I consider you as uh, the great star of this movie that we're in, and you're writing your own script. Write it well for the kind of uh, leader and hero that you want to to see in the movie. That's you. It doesn't mean you have to be a big public figure or anything. It's the same at work or doing your jobs or cleaning your house or dealing with your family. Uh, The energy that you put into everything that you do affects the whole world on a really deep level. So you're very much appreciated. And uh, as I say, stay in touch. Uh, Thanks for being with us for the show with Chris Ann, and we'll see you here next week. Have a good week. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. 
We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channel at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. I thought it was love at first sight 
showed me the way She just turned to me and she smiled She said the way is down gravel lanes It's flying high and narrow planes Knowing right from wrong ain't what to know If I stay here or if I go 